Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong and Rob McIntyre. We're here to talk about Spies, Lies, and Allies, episode 15. If you'd like to listen to our All-Stars recaps, which we plan to record episode two tomorrow morning, you can go to patreon.com slash the Challenge Chronicles, and that gets you all of our other bonus content as well. What are some episodes that we've done recently? We've done six worst seasons of all time. We did an all, uh, a fantasy draft for All-Stars 2. We did a preview of the All-Stars 3 speculated cast, which yep. is incredible. All-Stars 2 coverage in general. Yeah, all the All-Star 2 coverage. Uh, you can listen to the entire uh, Dual Chronicle, which will eventually make its way to the public feed. And we have started chronicling the ruins as well uh, i think we've done three episodes on the ruins at this point uh we've done two episodes that have covered the first four episodes of the ruins. yeah so definitely check those out good stuff four bucks a month for less than the price of a starbucks venti holiday latte you will get a month of extra holiday uh challenge goodness how much is a venti holiday latte like five something six something in some places is it like cinnamon and stuff or what is it? I mean, it's like peppermint mocha, uh, uh, toasted white chocolate mocha, stuff like that. So no gingerbread latte. Yeah, you Screw you, Starbucks. Venti lattes down there. Up here, it's like seven eighty for a venti latte. Well, you're in DC. That's where everything's exactly, overrated yeah. and how exaggerated. Many, how many? How many ounces are in a venti? Twenty. It's aggressive. And a trenta is thirty. Italian for thirty. These? Do you get these trays? uh as a treat occasionally yes most of the time i am a very boring black coffee person uh but in holiday times i will tear up some gingerbread lattes so i'm still bitter that for the last three years starbucks has not had the gingerbread latte so i i I, I don't i don't drink any of these things anyway do the challenge (laughs) how what what do you want to talk about rob you choose how dumb are these people they're no, I don't want to say like, that I, word. I We're not supposed to say that anymore. I, I just Sorry. can't. I can't. Like with this, just this cast, which I'm now dubbing the Legion of Morons for how they behave consistently throughout this season. It's just a blunder after blunder after blunder after blunder after blunder. So, what's like, your biggest issue with last night? Well, so I mean, the larger issue is just that CT, who's won the season four times, won the season on the regular show four times, has won two spinoffs. The rest of these people have accomplished next to nothing that are still <laughs> on this cast. They all just don't see it's an issue that he's still there. Like, I just can't wrap my head around how like Devin can walk into a final, CT, see CT standing next to him, and not just like walk off the side and throw himself into the water. Because the there. thing is, they're gonna have they're gonna have like one more elimination. Yes, one more male. male. There's a chance it's like I can see them doing a double or something just to like filter down to four each. But yeah, there's one or two eliminations. How how can how can they think that's that's the main larger issue? It's just that for whatever reason, the majority of this cast just does not recognize that as a problem. We need to, but before before we do the All Stars recap, we need to listen to someone in Patreon uh, message just about this. I believe it was Eduardo. He said that Devin did a interview with Challenge Mania. I listened to it. That talked about his logic on why they didn't throw in CT and how CT kind of stood in the game. Let's just all, Trace has already listened to it. We'll make a point to listen to it before we record Spies, Lies, and Allies tomorrow. And I feel like that might be a good conversation to have. So, so I'm trying to so I actually listened to an interview Nelson did with Torian Min, and this honestly got me almost angrier than just the episode. <laughs> but Nelson was talking about how going into the game, 
Corey, Devin, and like a couple other like just the guys in the house. Like, look, we we just got to get CT out. He's just it just can't work if he's there. And then like four four or so days in, Nelson was like, oh, we should keep putting in CT. Like, if we win, we should put in CT. And then Devin was just no longer about it. And everybody else was like, no, we we got other things to worry about. CT is fine. And then Nelson was like, I would put in CT if I win, but Nelson, of course, just never wins because he's just Nelson and it doesn't happen for him. And then see Devin's now just letting CT walk, just walk to the finish line. I, I just can't. So what did he say then in the episode, Trace, was his logic and not putting him in? Basically, they viewed him as part of their alliance and keeping. Who cares? The, I know. And OK, let, let you guys need to listen to it and then we'll have a better discussion about it, because let, let, let me say one thing and then I want to say another thing here. Number one, last night was the best episode of the season so far. Okay, I really, really, really liked that episode a lot. And I see Devin's reaction that he disagrees. But regardless, I felt last night was the best episode of the season because it showed the potential that this season had if you didn't have 80 billion freaking rookies on the show. Okay, this could have been every episode what we got last night, and I wouldn't be complaining as much about the show. Number two. Not this Devin. Devin on the show is a whiny little bitch who needs to get over himself, okay? All right, I want to start here because these fucking morons are just showing how amateur they are at playing this game. Like, just completely idiotic what they're doing. First of all, Devin's all butthurt over Tori trying to help her team win and them not win, and he's all butthurt and crying about it, and he's all pissy and... Look, Johnny Bananas said it best. You make an alliance and you stick with that alliance until towards the end where you have to start looking out for yourself. Because if you want to win, that sometimes means that some of the handshakes you have are going to fall apart at the end because that's what happens when you get down to a certain point. It's every man for themselves at that point. Tori is no longer on Devin's team. Is Tori just supposed to let that team win because they're in an alliance together and she's just supposed to be happy for them? Look, Tori wants to win too. She doesn't have a championship. So at this point, she has to ride or die with Ruby because if she doesn't go into elimination next time, she's never going to be on Devin's team again. Get over so, yourself, idiot. So my, my, my thing is, and I've had like barely over i think one waking hour since i've seen the episode so i haven't really thought about this could she have just colluded with emerald for one of them to win and then they throw someone on ruby like would that have been an option for them could have done that i think her concern then was that ruby's if ruby loses another guy they have no chance of they're already very have a very low chance of winning missions especially at that point they really just have no shot um so her hope was to like push them forward and then next week for girls week maybe they have a shot of stone league into a win i mean big t's going in next week right well, but who's big t picking i mean if i'm tori i feel pretty comfortable if big t picks me to go into elimination but you just don't know what it is though i mean like Rob, if it involves you... math that's a problem Rob, i don't know Do you, like have we seen any indication that big t's gonna math what, what would you put what would we put the odds on big t versus tori in elimination I mean, it's like, it's like 80% Tory, something like that. Maybe yeah. a little bit higher, even. I think so, I mean, we also just haven't seen many just puzzle eliminations in a while. 
You know what I mean? Usually that there's some yeah. other stuff involved in it to go along with the It's puzzle. been pretty physically based every time this even last night's elimination was very physical, even though they weren't going at each other directly. I didn't mind last night's elimination. I thought it was great. I, yeah. I, yeah. I thought I thought it was a very good episode. I agree with Trace. I thought for, uh, the mission to me too, the mission was emblematic of the season as a whole, where we have CT, who's been the cause of everything, plotting with Ruby to like, hey, we have just no numbers here. We need to like work together to target Emerald. Then we have Kyle Dick over in the mission where he like starts stealing, can't get Emerald and Sapphire straight in his head and starts Dude, stealing from like, Sapphire. what the and then no, I think it's it's not just that for one, Tori tells us Tori told him to steal from Emerald and he messed that up. It's also just basic logic that one team has way more people than you, so you should be stealing from them. Mm-hmm. And then so we have that happen. Then we have Emerald and Ruby get into their little tiff over whatever, and then they just both start stealing from each other. Meanwhile, Sapphire are two dynamites away from winning when they're way down in the numbers. They should have no chance of doing this. Tori is still stealing from Emerald when before the round, they were like, hey, Sapphire's got two two dynamites away to win you need to steal from them they're going to win like i don't even understand what you're doing and then after that she gets so mad at kyle for stealing the old kyle you lost the mission force you were stealing from emerald when dynamite when sapphire was two dynamites away from about to win and they had one girl running the producers just got so lucky that the cast caused confusion and chaos upon themselves right because this is fundamentally designed again for well i guess i was going to say it was designed again for more people or the team with more people to win, but that's not what happened. They just had the same people go over and over and over. Mm-hmm. There was only one I don't think it was that, necessarily. There was a, I think it was an was advantage a, to some degree, but I don't think I, it was. No, I, think, I think, think it should be a pretty obvious play for the two lesser teams to team up on the one that has more. Like, that's not. I still don't, I still don't necessarily get. I'm, I'm not completely sold on the fact that Ruby couldn't have aligned with Emerald there. I, I'm, I don't know if I'm like. Done why? Tried to get out uh, Sapphire. Because then if then that, that point, CT has a really good chance to go in, right? You potentially, you team up with them, you vote in uh, CT, whatever team wins, right? They could have set it up that um, Tori could have, like, struck a deal with Emerald that Ruby would win, right? Ruby would get its first victory as long as every, well, I guess CT is the only guy on... I just don't think there's much, like, you need to win. Get, there's no, there's not much, because you're so likely to go in just because of how, how the who numbers needs, are. Who needs to win? But any team, I'm saying if you're a guy on a team, you need to win. Like if you don't win, you just have such a high likelihood of going in with how the numbers play. Out. I mean, if if Tori would have been OK with putting in a, in a manual, I think there's something that they could have done. But for obvious reasons, that wouldn't be the case. Right. Because they could have struck a deal where Josh and Devin could have gone to Tori and said, hey, we'll help Ruby win if you vote in CT. And at that point, well, Josh, or no, if, Josh, you, if you voted in a manual, well, I don't know. I think there's something. I, I just think, especially if you're Josh, you have to win to keep. Yeah. I just don't think he's got like he, oh, he just knows he's such a city. That, that's just the point in the game we're at, right? He's the weakest person there. Like yeah. he, uh, the deal between Ruby and Sapphire makes sense to me because if all if it all just plays out evenly, Emerald should win because they just have more people. Like that's just what should happen. Mm-hmm. But the, just the fact that Emerald and Ruby start screaming at each other over whatever. And then, uh, like, they only start stealing from each other when Sapphire's three dynamites away from running. I'm like, you guys, it's just, it's just so emblematic of how the season's played out so far. Mm-hmm. Just amateur hour. I mean, that's what it is. Like, we're we're watching the B squad at this point because, other than CT, none of these people know what the hell they're doing. Like, 
Devin and Josh being, I, I keep using this phrase because it's the only way I can describe it. We're just being so butthurt over everything. It's like, look, you can't always control the game and have everything turn out exactly the way you planned. It's the challenge. Something is going to happen to screw up your plan. The only time that a plan worked from start to finish on the show was the ruins. And Evan and Kenny literally executed perfectly uh, each time. Duel 2, I think, works very much to form for how that alliance wants. I think there's plenty of seasons where a plan gets hashed at the beginning and then it gets carried out throughout. Um, but the... like. So for one, Devin, like when you're a lot, like when somebody you're aligned with is like crying from what you're doing to them, I just don't think that's like a good play for your long term. It's just like, what are you trying? What are you getting out of that at that point? Like it's already done. The the mission already ended. Yeah. So like the, for Devin, when he was at nomination, I know exactly what you're talking about. This is ridiculous. And he tried to tell everyone, everyone, everyone there that, he had done the best that he could to get everyone there and that he was somewhat responsible, somewhat responsible for them being there. It's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you think people want to hear that? No. Like, like that's going to go over well for you? It's just, it's so weird. And like, it just makes no logical. How does, how does that like work functionally? Like that he he's somehow making the argument that he's kept everybody there because he's only voting a specific number of people. Oh, let me think about this. Devin's voted in uh, Logan. Uh, let's see how many other people on this thing has he voted in. Oh yeah, he and Josh whispered that it was okay if Amanda took Tori's spot. Hmm. Yeah, they've been real loyal and really had a lot to do. I also just think, who cares, man? Like yes. everybody's there playing for themselves. If if you if you're telling honestly, that's if I wasn't aligned with him, that would make me so much more concerned about him. That I'm not that I apparently that I'm just one of one a thousand people on his totem pole. There's yes. no like delineation to any of it. It's, it's just it's very it's that whole thing is just very bizarre to me. What else? Let's, let's see. I knew that Josh got eliminated halfway through the episode. And you know how I, I do. Once they lost, he was done. Well, it was funny if you watch his confessionals from the halfway point. You can tell it took a lot of takes to get his confessionals because his eyes were bloodshot from crying. Like his eyes were so red. He'd either smoked a really good dime bag or he'd been crying a lot. And it was like, okay, he's going home. Like so, when all this drama was playing out, I went, Josh is going home, and it just like. What did he expect? Like, I will give Josh a lot of credit. He played the best game he's played for himself in the history that he's been on the show. You know, he really got himself into better shape. He seemed to have a much better game going on. But when it comes down to it, he's just not an elite competitor yet, if he ever will be. Well, I mean, it depends on how you define competitor. I mean, I think he's a good enough competitor to go home where he went home Mm -hmm. last night, right? Sure. I think he's just limited enough physically when it comes to when it comes to like how he is relative to the other people on the cast that it's just going to be tough for him mm-hmm. right it's going to be tough for him to make it the, the entire length of a season i, I can see because he it did seem like he really stalled out to do the best he could this season and it's just mm-hmm. like it's kind of like this is a weird reference it's like in monsters university where mike wazowski has everything he possibly can 
to be a good monster and like get people to be scared of him and scream. And there's just a certain point where there's just a limit to what you can do. And it feels like he's hit that. I don't know. I think he still can get in better shape. Like, I mean, he's in like, like he's in like good shape for Josh, but I wouldn't say that he's in like. But he's still just so clumsy. Yeah. I just don't know if that improves that much, even if he gets in better shape. I mean, I think his best play is he's just got to work the political realm better and be smarter with decisions because there were ways for them to keep him out of elimination if they had performed better or made different deals. And it just like, if you're him, he should have known, like you said a few minutes ago, if we don't win today, I'm probably getting picked. So I have to make whatever deal I can to stay out of this. Yeah, I mean, it was his day, right? He's on the bottom of the totem pole. It could have been a manual. I think Kyle chose the right person. Mm-hmm. I think oh, it really sure. did, did come down to speed and agility. And I wouldn't have uh, wanted to go against Emmanuel either. I think Emmanuel talking about how Kyle is chicken, he's a fucking idiot. Like, yeah. Calm the fuck down. Like, Kyle's just going to do whatever like the best for his game is. Yeah. Uh, that was the thing, too. Amanda and Tori were the ones talking to Kyle and telling him like, they're the ones that are smart about this game. Like that's the thing that blew my mind that people aren't realizing in that house is that CT and Amanda are the smartest people in the game right now, because Amanda said, look, you have to do what's best for your game and your family at home. So do not worry about who you piss off in this process. You have to do what's best for you here. And he did. And it worked out. Well, the thing is with that, though, like she did say that, but there was also at the elimination when he does pick Josh, she like panics and like, like is covering her head and is like super, but she's like, what, what, what do you think doing the best for Kyle was going to Oh, that's just, I mean, that's just challenge acting. Yeah, you just, just, you just that's a performance. They, they ask for those reaction shots. That's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Rob, I feel like the way people have started to talk in interviews after the show, they've really started to hedge for CT winning and mm-hmm. trying to give their logic now to brace for the impact and backlash for when it actually happens. Oh yeah. It's going to be CT Emmy and whoever the third wheel you're is. Saying, on you're team. saying just in their post-season interviews. Yeah. That they're really, oh, I agree. To, they're trying to get ahead of the narrative. Mm-hmm. They, I'm, I'm abandoning ship. After hearing that Nelson interview, particularly that, that's, that's well, the Devin one too. Like I haven't heard that one though, so I can't say. I can't just say listen. Talk. You you'll you'll be like, yeah, CT's I, not just I, winning; he's gonna win big. <laughs> like, is he gonna? Is if CT doesn't see elimination, we go into final, and he pretty much wins coast to coast, unabated. I mean, <laughs> it's the stupidest idea. I, I how are these people this stupid? How, how like? <laughs> I it just doesn't make any sense to me. I just don't. I don't know. If you're not on Steve's team, you should be doing everything in your power to get him out. And they're not. And they haven't. They've literally let him walk, sleepwalk to this final. It doesn't make any sense. It's just... <laughs> He's got Emmy and freaking Logan, and they win to, last night. Like, put think put think about that. Okay. Granted, throw Big T. Big T. I don't even think she made a run. I think Tori ran for I, every time. I think time. Tori seemed like she was running pretty much every time. I, I yeah. don't think Big T did. I don't think Nani did. Mm-mm. No, Nani did. Know. No, Nani did. Nani did. Nani did. She did, yeah. He, he, she, Casey destroyed Tori <laughs> on that one run. Like, that was a that good hit. Up Tori. And then Josh 
pretty much hammered Kyle, Kyle. Yeah, just crushed him. Well, that, to me, that was the whole issue. With, that's the whole issue with a lot of this. Is Emerald and Ruby aren't just like going for each other. They're going for each other, like tackling each other down. Meanwhile, the Sapphire players just like walking by, grabbing a diamond, and walking back to their base. <laughs> And CT and Logan are just tagging it up, man. Like they're switching almost every time, executing. Like it just once again, it's just amateur hour with that those other teams. They just don't know what they're doing in this game. They really don't. How much of it's them being dumb versus being like emotional, which can be kind of one of the same in a lot of it's ways. Both. It's both. You, you know, think- they're so tied to their relationships outside of the game that they make emotionally dumb decisions instead of doing what's best to win. Dude, when, so when Devin goes and tells Tori that her move is after the challenge, that her move to collude with Sapphire was indefensible and that there's no reason that she could justify it. Tori starts to cry. And then Tori goes into one of the rooms and goes to Kyle and is like, Kyle, you cannot pick Devin to go into elimination tonight if you get voted in. Kyle is like, oh, no, no, no. He literally can't stop smiling. Like when he's saying no, no, no. Because like, he knows like in the back of his mind, like he doesn't care. He's, he's taking whoever. I don't just, think he would have picked Devin. I, I know, but like, that's why he was smiling. Because yeah. like, he's in his mind, he's thinking like, you can't trust a word that I'm saying right now. Uh, I think he, he chose the right person. He chose the absolute right person. There, there was no one else in the house that would have been a better pick than him. It's it, it just once the format switch where you can call people out. It's just, that's just not going to work for Josh. It's just not. Yeah. His, he, he needs a type of game where he can just be insulated and not have to go in. Yeah. Completely. So what did we think about the CT Kyle conversation? Yeah, yeah. Cause that was where the old CT's claws came out that night. <laughs> well, so I don't, I don't get for, like, so CT and Kyle are talking and CT is like, Oh, I left the door open for you, Kyle. And then you keep like snaking me. It's like, what, like, what is he talking about? Dude, I, I'm on Kyle's side with this. It's like, I am CT, too. like, what the fuck are you trying to do? Like, and Kyle said as much, he's like, I know I'm going in. <laughs> just well, stop. Okay, well, yeah, what's the point of that conversation at that point yeah like what, what like what's our goal here what are we trying to accomplish i think at the end of this kyle and i i really think and i think they they are to a point but i think kyle's deal was is like hey you and i are friends we've spent four years of our life in these stinking bunk beds talking about family talking about kids and every time you screw me over and then CT comes back with you. You're not trust. You're a snake. You don't, you're not trustworthy. And Kyle's like, you're not either. He made the point that we brought up before. Everything that Kyle has done, CT has done just as much, if not worse. Definitely worse. I think Kyle's dumb. Like, I think he just loses his head in these missions and then just makes poor decisions. I do too. Because like, what's really the logic think- behind him stealing from CT? It's not like, oh, he snakes CT and then like, I don't know, you know. It's not like if he if he steals from a sapphire that's putting him in an advantageous position at that point in the mission. And he we don't we he, have a better what? viewpoint. Sorry, we have a better viewpoint than the cast does too, watching this on TV. Kyle didn't look like a guy acting. He looked like a guy that went, Oh, I fucked up again when he got back to his base. And it's like he this is his head. Yeah. Sorry, Devin, go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get what he was doing. There was literally no reason for him whatsoever to like pull dynamite from Sapphire. Maybe he wasn't looped into the alliance that was made 
before the challenge took place. Maybe Tori really just told him right before it started. And so that might make a little bit of a difference, but even just from a common sense perspective, it doesn't make sense for them to, to go after each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the thing is too, so they messed that up during the mission. I would keep going back to this. But then Josh starts like taunting Ruby and screaming at them. Like, oh, I don't know. He's just doing whatever. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like the whole point of this mission should be to be as quiet as possible and let the other two teams fight it out. Did Devin go at all during the mission? I don't think he did. Devin I, didn't didn't, go. I don't remember seeing him I think go. Big T did go once or twice. I don't know that she didn't go at all. But Tori definitely went the majority of the rounds. Uh, Amanda went maybe once. She went once because she got pushed over the trench by Tori. Casey pretty much handled it for Emerald. I th- not, even a, not even a decent amount, I thought. I mean, look, it's hard to say. We don't get a perfect picture of what's going on, but I saw her leave a lot. I mean, I think that they should, they should have done something to make it so that more people had to compete, I think. Or more people had to take turns. Why, I, I wonder like, why they didn't. I don't know. I mean, they, they just didn't think about this, right? Even before the challenge, when Emmy brought up to TJ, how is she going to go against X number of girls, right? The producers just got lucky that there was so much chaos and confusion between all the teams and that there was a potential alliance before the challenge that it just happened to work out for them, right? Because it easily could have not worked out for them. I don't know if it's snowballing for one team is even the worst outcome for them at, yeah. from what they see at this point. Yeah. And it, you know, thinking back on Kyle's situation, he's been in an alliance with Devin the whole time for the most part. Um, one area of this that I did not consider until I was just sitting here is he understands that he can't go against his team, but he also doesn't want to completely screw over Devin so wouldn't it behoove him to play both sides, which is what CT accused him of in their argument is, Kyle, you play both sides, that's your game. And so they make this deal with Ru- with Sapphire to you know, throw it towards Ruby if they can. But then Kyle does, because he didn't do it the first time. He, he hit Emerald one or two times, and then he ran at Sapphire. And then that's when everything blew up. So what if he was just trying to play both sides without seeing if he could get away with it? <laughs> I just don't think that's a functional strategy at that point. But it's Kyle. You know, like, as much as I love Kyle, he's also made some very questionable decisions. Well, that's what I, I think we've seen at least for this season. It just seems like his head gets lost in these missions. Yeah. I just think, I just think he loses what he's doing often. And what else do we have to talk about? Uh, I th- I w- I'd love to talk about the elimination itself. Yeah, we haven't touched on that probably enough. I, that seemed very hard, like very exhausting. Yeah, and apparently in the um, one of the, the after show type podcast, they talk about that they couldn't just tap the bell. Like they couldn't just barely graze it. They had to full on slap that bell. And apparently that elimination Why? went on for a long time the rules how do it's you determine a grace yeah, like, that, that's you to, that's like so your, hand, your hand actually had to hit the bell it could not just graze the little rope and ring you actually had to they slap called the that bell. for someone didn't they they literally called that uh, for, well, they, well no as long as the fingers as long as the the fingers hit the edge of the bell is, that's fine this is so stupid take the fucking string off if you don't want people to do that then take it off Problem solved. 
<laughs> and apparently there was a point where during the elimination, Kyle's bell, he hit it or grabbed it and the bell came off and they had a 15 minute break to reset the bell. Of course it did. And it was very much a veteran move what? knowing that he needed a rest. And so he, he made sure that bell came down so that he could get a rest. <laughs> so there was a mission earlier this season where they got a yacht just so the cast could touch it and then swim back to shore. No, the no, yacht was not used in any other fashion. You're <laughs> telling me we can't get like a more functional item to use than a freaking bell to hang from the top of this thing for them to hit? But it's tradition, man. They always use bells for stuff. Well, we can a sturdier bell. That, that's ridiculous. But that's, that's what happened. That's legit what happened. The bell fell at one point. Kyle's did. And they had to do a 15-minute break to reset it and then start going again. So that's right. a lot of the reason why at the end, even though they were tired, um, you could tell Kyle strategically recuperated better than Josh did. I wonder who missed more attempts, right? Josh. By how many, though? So that, that's what I mean. So did it really just come down to Josh missed way more attempts than Kyle? Was he, he was that much better than him? When it, he was when a little came, slower because even at the beginning, he was two planks behind I mean, really it, fast. It showed that at the end it was 16-15, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's so one he, thing where they actually but like can't really lie about how it looks so we can just see how many planks are in. Yeah. So. yeah. I mean, I think as the thing went on, Kyle missed a couple more jumps than – because Josh was making some ground up, but he was always behind. That that was the thing, is it uh, it appeared as if Josh never at any point had the lead or even fully tied him. So, yeah. either yeah, way, I thought I thought it was a good elimination. The bell thing was weird to me, just how they they structured that part of it. Yeah, and of course we got to burn the bridge, you know. Of but... course, yeah. You should have, when in doubt, have fire. I think that's the new production rule. Just when in doubt, have fire. Is there just like something with with the budget as stated? It's like, okay, this percent of the budget has to be used in pyrotechnics or large vehicles. There's just, there's some producer that has a wet dream over pyrotechnics and fire. His dream is to be the Michael Bay of reality TV. I think it could be like he's got friends who are like in that industry. So then they get either, they either A, to get deals or B, he like gets some kickback from them from MTV's budget. They just think that that's what people want to see. Yeah. That's what it is. They, they think that 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 will entertain people. Yeah. Lighting stuff on fire and explosions. Yeah. Have you, but, when was the last time you saw any explosion on Survivor? Never. There ever been an explosion they on Survivor? When, when do they do them? If the same random places that the challenge does them. You know, <laughs> like they can start sprinkling in explosions too. Yeah. I don't think they want to be part of their vibe though. It's all supposed to I be mean, you can say that about the challenge before they started doing them. No, but like survivors, the challenges always had, well, not, maybe not always, but it's been like a bigger, bolder, like big action. Over the top of, is probably. Yeah, where survivors' whole thing is you're like abandoned on an island. Uh, I mean, I guess I don't remember that always being part of the show for the challenge. I mean, I think that's that's something that they've consciously tried to move toward, right? Yeah, I, I, I think that around the time of invasion is where you saw that shift start. But there was still, was still part of the theme is that it was like an over-the-top action movie. Though. Yeah. I, don't, I disagree. That hasn't always been part of the show. Uh, around Rivals. over-the-top action movie? After Rivals is when that started to become like the over-the-top stunts got more crazy. Like prior to Rivals, there would be like always like a building mission where they'd have to go between two buildings or repel down a building or something like that. But things just started getting bigger, badder after Rivals 
especially when you think about what is it the battle of the sexes two where they had to do the uh the rope mission down the building thing like that thing is a crazy action movie stunt type thing like even like mostly like showing up in like this sam fisher uh, secret oh don't show. even uh, i think it's that's uh, my thing is with that it's just, it's just the survivor would never do anything like that yeah, you next you're like going to tell me pop culture bike jump is part like of Like have it. a secret agent themed mission. Yeah, because they're not trying to peddle some fucking movie. <laughs> like, they make enough money that they're not going to shit. I think that, I guess, like, with the challenge, there's like, it's just like a high testosterone environment. Like, it's like uh, a poli- like political CrossFit, but then like dump a bunch of protein yeah. powder and pre-workout on top of it. Yeah, I mean, in, in the sense that the show sucks. Yeah, sure, I guess. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, I think that there's a very conscious difference there. Yeah, but you know what's really funny? Did you guys watch the sneak peek of All Stars Two that aired immediately following I the did. challenge? Yeah. All they showed was the classic challenge party stuff where they're all dressed up pretending it's a prom. That is all they showed was the cast getting crazy, having a good time. These almost forty year old people are still doing the same shit that they did on the show before. And it was highly entertaining if, and made me extremely happy to watch All Stars today if, at some point. If they would have left that on, I probably would have continued to sat there and watched it all the way through. Yes. Right. If they would have just like continued to show it. But then if at they, one point the preview ended and then I just went on with whatever else I was I need doing. to like DM tech about his suits. I want to see what, where his tailor's going <laughs> or what tailor he's using to get these things. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, they, they are pretty good. So, I mean, it just, it's so interesting okay. to me as we lose Rob's video um, that there is just such like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde approach. It's like the formula you see on All Stars has always worked, has always given you good television. And the main show does everything in their power to not do that anymore. <laughs> do I look okay now? Yeah, no, you're back. your camera down because it's going to fuck up when. Like Evan goes half, to edit this half half the episode you're right here and then the other episode <laughs> in a completely different spot dude so I I so I sure video. Video. okay wait. you look like off. you need to sit oh. on a phone book right like. now <laughs> Gosh, this is a disaster okay so I gave a presentation at work earlier this week and in the inside the meeting there's like 200 or so people but then it's broadcast out to thousands of people across the country this meeting it's my first time doing this meeting Nobody at this job has ever had their cameras on. Nobody ever turns on their camera. It's just not something they do. So I go through the meeting. Meeting goes fine. Everything goes relatively well, whatever. I don't know anybody in the meeting. As we're leaving the meeting, I see my camera was on, like, throughout the whole meeting. And I was not wearing a shirt while I'm doing this meeting. (laughs) (laughs) Rookie move. Rookie move. I don't, without giving away what I do, I don't see see or know the name of any pretty much anybody in this meeting. It's all like it, it just how it, many it people disaster. are in this meeting? It's broadcast out to over a thousand different people uh, in different parts <laughs> of the country, throughout the country. You might have it, some solicitations, it, Rob. After this, <laughs> Rob, did HR like message you immediately after the meeting? <laughs> I have not seen anything yet. But well, that's that's been not been long, <laughs> long since then. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so hilarious to me. I mean, my abs looked good in the video, so at least I didn't look bad. But it, it was it was not a good scene. Huh. Uh, 
I don't even know where to go after that one. <laughs> I mean, we I mean, can start covering the, the random stuff that we didn't yeah. cover. Do we need to talk about the Leroy stuff that has come out this week and him doing the uh, Instagram? Do we want to go anywhere near that? To. Clearly, MTV handled that situation exceptionally poorly. She should As not always. Have been on the show. What happened? So Leroy did a 40-minute Instagram live talking about the struggles and a lot of the reasons that he had to leave the show had to do with how MTV and Buna Murray handled the Camilla and him situation from Dirty 30. And he talked about how it affected him and how it bothered him that instead of the Ashley situation is what brought it back up for him to decide to finally speak out. Because it's like, if the cast had not chosen to say we won't come to the reunion or, um, you know, if you don't talk about the situation on the show, because originally they weren't going to show the situation that occurred on yeah, Dirty 30. Probably publicly documented. So the cast said, well, we're not going to show up for the reunion if you don't do it. So they had to include it and they didn't want to. With Ashley, them sweeping, you know, her, whatever, whatever she allegedly said to Josh or whomever, um, he's like, it's just more of the same. They're not changing. And he basically called them out and he said, this is how this affected me. And it hurt me that they did this. And they allowed her, the reason Camilla isn't on the show anymore has nothing to do with her racial uh, comments and actions. It was because she went nuts on production and stole the golf cart and all that stuff. And had a breakdown on the, the spinoff just became show. became a liability basically. Yeah. And so he really spoke from the heart and I thought it was a great deal and then Camilla goes on Instagram and talks about just rambles and cries, but never really apologizes outright for her actions. It was just more of the oh poor me stuff. And this so was there this was week? this was this week. This just came out this week. Yeah. Yeah. It was like Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, this all happened. Essentially the crux of why I got from what's important with that is as Leroy basically intimated that if the same thing had happened to him now, he wouldn't have continued to do the show. And he looks back on it and like part of it was like forgiving himself for continuing to stick with people who had mistreated him Mm -hmm. uh, from that point on. So I I think if people want to look more into it, go ahead and look into it. Clearly MTV again, handled that situation extremely poorly. They no nobody seems to have been happy with how they've been handling issues like this at this point. So I think I think that that they need to. Yeah, they tweeted out an apology and that they will continue to work towards being better. So basically, it was like we acknowledge this, but fuck off. <laughs> that was the way it came yeah, across. Like, I mean, come on, just have the social media intern put out some PR nonsense. Just like, oh, okay, great. Yep. So there, that catches most everybody up. It was uh, not a good look for MTV here, and I appreciate the fact that. Leroy felt vulnerable enough to do it, you know, like that, that took some real balls to do that. And yeah. it, um, it certainly seems like he, he's absolutely done with the show. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Cam at this point is also not coming yeah. back. Yeah. I, I don't think you'll see either of them, even on all stars. I think they're done, done unless there's real change within how they handle stuff. And I just don't see that happening. So you, don't, you don't think Leroy is, ever going to be on any like all-stars or challenge I mean, ever again who, who who knows what's going to happen in the future i think the, the chances are no he seems happy with what he's doing now i don't think he needs to I, well, how them casting going forward seems like it's going to be an issue well that's why they had to move the next season of the regular show and do all-stars three they couldn't get a cast There's all these people that say they don't want to do it have issues with either from issues with production timeline whatever it just it seems like it's going to be very yeah hard for them to put something together you should, we've you, talked you should about this want people to do the show 
You should want people to be begging you to do, do the show. And especially now that there's money, like real money. It's not even just the cast paychecks seem like they're very large. No. Well, yeah. So to go on the show, I mean, that's what Leroy mentioned in the Bananas podcast is he said that like the amount of money that they get paid just to go on the show is really good money. Yeah. They get paid really well just to pretty much show up. Yeah. Like I bet Leroy was getting 50K just to show up. I don't know if he said they get paid really good money to show up, but he just said they make really good money doing the show. So however, however you define that. uh, Yeah. It might be like an appearance fee plus like the money you get for being there longer and stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, totality. somebody, somebody connected with the show broke down a little bit to me how they get paid. And essentially there's the show up money prize money. If you get to the end and get a share of the final, but you also get a per diem check for every episode you survive. So, you know, there's a scale in the actor's industry that you have to get paid if you're on an episode. So Mm -hmm. if you're someone like Leroy, who let's say you get a $50,000 check to show up, the SAG minimum is like two, 2,2500 an episode. So if you can hang around for 15 episodes, I mean, you're talking about a 75 K payday before you even do prize money. And then if you do an after show, you get paid. If you do a reunion, you get paid again. So, I mean, you can make as a cast member, if you hang around long enough and get longevity on the show, you can make a hundred grand without even winning. Well, two months of work. If you're doing multiple of these a year, Mm -hmm. right? If this is your profession, you're essentially an actor for Buna Murray, actor or actress, right? Mm -hmm. You can you can make a decent living off of showing up, colluding with your friends to make it long enough to get paid a decent amount, and then going home once CT beats you in the final, right? (laughs) I mean, it's not a bad day's work. Yeah, it's just, I, I can't with them anymore. Yeah. So, but I can wearing a, a bag lot. on my head to the show this week because I just refuse to be associated with it, this continued idiocy. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. And, and that's the problem that I can't believe production can't wrap their mind around. These people can make amazing money for doing what's essentially a, a, a tough mental job, but overall a pretty sweet gig. You tell me that I can be away from home for, we'll say, 16 weeks a year and make a quarter of a million dollars. Sign me up, like for real. But if if there's something that I wonder if there's something that they could do with how they stagger out the payout, right? So that the per diems later in the season are worth more than the ones earlier on, right? So you incentivize them to try and make it longer. But I think that's not, I don't know if that's the best thing competitively, Devin. I think that there's, like to keep rewarding people just for kind of hanging around and not doing. Yeah, I mean, re- really, really, you want to do like barely any per diems, right? And you just want to make yeah. it so that the final, like the what the winner actually go home goes home with, is the the real amount. Yeah. Well, see, here's the dirty problem. secret, guys. They figured out the formula on All Stars. You do a three week season. You make it worth half a million dollars. You get your show up money. You get your per diem. And your commitment in total is four weeks when you factor in any after shows or reunion stuff. Well, like the literally, with- they have the perfect format for a cast and pay scale that they could implement. But they choose at MTV's request to do 19 episodes because the challenge is one of what six series that they run now that's new content. I mean, you've got the Jersey Shore reunion, you got the challenge, you've got ridiculousness, you've got teen mom, and then once a year they do like an X on the beach type thing. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we we talked about it last week, and I brought it up before. Just do two seasons back to back that are essentially ten seasons each, and then you give MTV, ten episodes. Or, excuse me, ten episodes each. So two seasons back to back, ten episodes each. You give MTV exactly what they ordered for to begin with. You make it more desirable for people to come on, and have a better overall product. Go ahead, continue with what you're saying. Yeah, and shrink the cast a little bit. Like 24 people is enough, man. Like you don't need 32 freaking people on a season. Like a lot of people. It's a lot of people. It's hard to fill that out at this point. And how? Season. And especially yeah. the reason they have to fill this out with so many friggin' rookies is because they're choosing to have these long seasons or contractually obligated to do these long seasons. And so you have to fill out a cast, so you just get a bunch of scrubs. I think it's who brought it up recently about how before it used to be that they would cast people on the show who had or on real world road roles, all of the shows that fed into the show, they would cast them based off of their personality. Even the people on Fresh Meat, right? It would be based off of personality. And that someone brought up about how Johnny Bananas was essentially one of like how many people that interviewed to be on the show that it was like 20,000 people like they, whereas, they, went, they did a huge casting search for the whereas room. now it comes down to social media following right who brought that up recently so we we talked about that didn't we, we, we talked I mean, we've intimated it, yeah. about it a lot i think like, i said something on the lot somebody on discord mentioned the johnny bananas piece but i've just said we're in the smackter phase you know we're in the smackter political crossfit phase of the challenge that's where we are they are Rob, using social media actors to fill out the cast with a few veterans. Rob, what were you going to say? Well, so I think one thing that they've really been f- switched up with how they formatted these seasons is that, like, with just how the seasons work, even if it is good money, if you're casting people who are over 25, this either has, they either have to have a very specific type of job or this is their job. It's just yeah. not functional for people to, leave, to plan to leave for work for that long. Yeah. This con- and it's constantly too to do it like maybe once every couple of years, but to do it consistently, especially because it does seem like it, it does seem that they want people that will come on every season, right? Yeah. It seems it seems that that's something that's desirable for them in the sense that I don't know that makes it easier for them to work with because those people know what to expect. Well, it's also how they negotiate contracts. Like lately, there are contracts. There's been a lot of people signing two or three season deals. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it works. Wes talked about it in one of his interviews where for Total Madness, our World of Worlds 2 through Double Agents, he'd signed a three season contract. So he was contractually obligated to appear on three seasons. So his show up money was based on that contract for showing up for three seasons. And it's like Bear in the similar situation. Um, you know, he he had a hundred thousand dollar contract, but it was for three seasons. Are you sure? Sh- there's been a lot of reports that that's that's not the case at all. He was getting paid a lot less money. How much money did he say? 100 grand. So his brother seasons. claimed he was getting paid 100K, but then a cast members have kind of like, that's not true. He's just lying. Well, not I think it could season. be over three seasons. That's different. Yeah. That, that is that's different. like 30K per season. Uh, who is pulling the strings on this? Like at the end the of the cast day, contracts? Yeah. Who's making the decisions? for them to essentially have an effect past X number of seasons across three seasons, right? If you're signing these contracts, that means it's setting in stone what happens for the next three seasons of production. And that means that this person you would think would be around long enough to have see, see the, the effects that that would have on, on the overall product. 
I don't know. Like, who has enough power to actually put this into effect? Oh, I see. Who's enforcing these contracts? Yeah, like, because, like, so if I, if I take over the show after this is signed and I see this contract, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm not, like, here's your money. Go away. Like, I don't want you on the season. Uh, I mean, they could do that. That'd be a ding in their budget. Uh, I could be... I don't know. It probably goes to the same problem we've talked about is they're having trouble filling out the cast. And so you tie these people up to guarantee you'll have enough people to cast on the next season. That's probably what a lot of this. I also like it. I mean, they don't want to, if they're not honoring what they've agreed to with people, that has bad effects just in business in general. And you also have to get the money. (laughs) So you're, so you're saying like we sign whoever, I don't know. We, we signed Danny Jameson to a two-season contract. No, pick, pick, some, pick someone out realistic because we would want to Josh. Josh. Yeah. Sure, Josh. We signed Josh. Josh or, or Casey, for example. Casey's a perfect example. Okay, so we right? signed Casey to a, a three-season contract. Two seasons are up. You're saying the next season we don't want or we just pay her, pay her the this, full amount of her contract and she doesn't this, show up. This is what happens. Casey comes in the room. I take the piece of paper. I do this. Yeah, the, the, yeah, that, that's not good. Devin, then people are going to get mad about These people are all she friends. Gets she gets her money. What, what does she do a fuck? She gets her money. So, so, so that's what I'm asking you. So she still gets her money for that season. That yeah, I give her her money. I don't give a shit. I don't want her on the season. Like if, well, the, if, 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 if I'm one of the producers, if I'm one of the producers and my job is on the line, like my livelihood depends on the performance of this show and the quality of product that I'm putting forward. I don't think it depends on the quality and of the product. This is t- and my success is tied to these jabronis that are brought on the show that aren't giving me absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. My, my thing like, is... I, out of here. I don't want you on here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go find someone that's going to pretty much do this for no money that actually has some personality. The thing is, if, if you're just writing off that 30K or whatever it is to get Casey, I don't know how much it is. Just whatever, however much I'm going to need. Um, I just don't think production... I think you're, you're putting your job more at line doing that than my casting of poor No, head. because like, I'm going to try and make a good show. You know, like I've, I don't I'll, think go find I'll go, I'll go find someone that can do it for way less. That's a better person to have on the on the camera. I, I don't think MTV cares. What do you mean they don't care? Like they don't care that they don't care about the cast. Yeah, it's a, a very obvious they don't care about. The I don't know, like I'm saying, like your job is more at risk doing much more risk doing that than just putting out a, a crappy. What do they care if I say within budget? Why do they care? I'm in budget. I you know, I'm just saying, like I think that you just wipe and go away that money that they've already agreed to. I think that would be looked upon. I think that they would have a much bigger issue with that than you're putting out. I think that, that happens all the time. To that's be honest what I'm with saying, you, though, is like who who is putting the show at risk by signing these long term deals for them and pretty much tying them into accounts theoretically? Like who who has enough power to be able to put that in place? That they're making decisions that span multiple seasons, right? Yeah. And they started really doing that around Dirty 30. And it's because there was this shift that they wanted to try to tie two or three seasons together thematically. So they they talked about how Dirty 30, Vendettas, and Final Reckoning was a trilogy. And what a fucking terrible idea that was. Then they did what was going to be a trilogy for War of the Worlds 1. And then what was then known as Bloody Hell. And then the Battle for Independence. And now we're in the middle of the spy trilogy of double agents, spies, lies, and allies. And I would not be shocked if oh the next season God. is like under the challenge undercover or something stupid like that, because that's the way they think about the show now is in trilogies. And so they sign them to these three-year deals so that I think their thought process is if we can tie these three things together thematically then we can quote unquote build conflict and relationships into the trilogy. The problem is it's not working 
<laughs> the thing is, I think they've pivoted out of that a lot. Like, I don't think you can no. put Total Madness next to War of the Worlds 1 and say that they're similar seasons. Well, though. that was the original plan, though. That's what I'm saying. That but was I think the that they abandoned that plan. after War of the Worlds 2. No, it, they didn't. Battle of Independence was was the name of the show the whole way through until they got done with production and it was Total Madness. I know that. And then think about the fact that it took place in a bunker. It was meant to simulate being at war. Yeah. I mean, think about it. They've literally gone the complete opposite sur- direction Survivor has gone, right? So they're, they're, they have these three season-long theme trilogies. Survivor doesn't even have a theme this season. Mm-hmm. It's Survivor 41. There's no theme at all. And you know what? Money. It's it great. And it's great. This season is great. Of you don't Survivor. have to hear probes tie in some bullshit theme. You don't have to hear people say, as a brain, yeah, as yeah. a David, you don't get any of that. It's phenomenal. As this person is my blood in Blood versus Water. <laughs> yeah. I'm protecting my blood here. <laughs> All right. What else do we need to talk about here? Well, I think we're in power rankings because I feel like this is just we got to get wrong. Okay, so for next week, are we pretty ninety nine point nine percent sure that it's going to be Big T versus Amanda? Someone. Unless if Ruby somehow stumbles into it, no, that ain't happening. I'm Big sorry. T versus Amanda too. That's what's gonna. That's what's coming. I'm, I'm, I'm the, telling you, it's time. It's coming. They need to make the boxing poses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah big t's going home uh next week for all of you listening if you weren't and that's not that's not me reading a spoiler that's just what's gonna happen it's a spoiler because it's what's gonna happen there's zero chance and i say that even with ruby potentially stumbling into a win what we saw on the trailer is that this is a running mission with backpack weights ruby ain't winning this okay logan and nelson are competent in that but you're only as fast as your slowest well, player. And yeah. Typically in missions like that, there's a puzzle sprinkled in too, right? It won't be just purely endurance. They'll have some type of puzzle or math involved. And that's just not going to turn out well for them. For Ruby, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, Trace. Okay. This is so paint by numbers. As it stands right now, you have to go ct kyle uh, devon and then on the men's side on the women's side you sadly have to go uh emmy casey nani because of the way the alliances are going neither of them are probably going in elimination next week uh and then overall i think this is also pretty paint by numbers you just have to say ct emmy kyle is there a chance tori puts herself in next week no I mean, there's a chance, but... Why next week? Tori? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. So that she could try to rejoin Emerald. I just Just join a different team. I think that bridge is blown up because Devin's She could join Sapphire, too. Uh, Maybe. I I think think that's not out of the question. I agree. Rob? Uh, So I'm abandoning ship. I won't put CT1. I'll put him two. So I'll go Nelson 1, CT2. Um... I'm really give, feeling cold on Devin now. Maybe a part of it's just that I think he's he's was in a good spot and he's really blown up the ship with how he's handled things continuously here. So between him and Emmanuel for three, I'll I'll, I'll still keep him at three. Devin Nelson, um, Devin, yeah. And then on the woman's side, Tori, Casey, Nani, and then overall uh, Nelson, Tori, CT. Say your overall again one more time, please. Nelson Tory CT. Okay. 
Uh, I will go for the men. CT, Logan, Nelson. For the women, uh, I'll keep it the same. I'll go Tori, Casey, Nani. And overall, yeah, I'm just going to keep it exactly the same. Nothing really changed. Uh, You're telling me Josh wasn't in your winner's picks before this game. (laughs) Tori... Actually, I will take, change the overall a little bit. I'll go Tory CT, Casey. Like, I mean, really, it's everything is headed in that direction. Like, yeah. it's if this thing stays three teams, whoever's on CT's team wins. I mean, we'll know probably by we'll know within the next two episodes who's winning this thing because it's obvious at this point CT is just going to run his way through this whole thing. And that's been Kyle's. I, th- I think that's why Kyle's choice wasn't a bad choice to go back. Oh, no, it's a brilliant Kyle, choice, right? I mean, he just wants to go. CT's the best finals competitor there. No one's better than him when it finals on this cast. And then Emmy, we'll see. I think that's a liability, to be quite mm-hmm. honest. The only thing that's going to screw Kyle is I could see whoever wins the final male elimination. If Kyle doesn't go in that elimination, they're going to take his spot. Yeah, for sure. You know, and that's the thing is like even winning the challenge in two weeks is not going to protect him from being on the team he wants to be on. What if what what if CT next week goes ultimate heel? He he goes like CT in his prime and tries to set it up somehow so that Tori goes in elimination against Emmy and then Tori goes on to Sapphire. I don't think that's out of the question. I don't think that's out of the question either. Uh, I mean that would that would turn the season around. He just goes complete heel. Uncle, Uncle CT just comes out of the shadows, stabs Emmy in the back. I mean, he did it to Big T last year. What's yeah, to say he, he won't do it to year. Emmy? You know, like for real. Like I think that's definitely think, in play. I think he thinks Emmy's good, though. Yeah, I think he does. Well, I think he thinks that yeah, so she she'll just keep bad. going. She hasn't been yeah, terrible. Season. She'll do what yeah. she's told and keep going. I think that's what he wants. But that's I mean, c- for a, for a million dollars, I'd rather have someone else on my team. I think from we're saying that from the outside, maybe just in the house, she's been better than we're giving her credit for. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, if you've got a team of, let's assume it's CT, Tory, Logan, or CT, Tory, Kyle, like you put all your money on them for the final at that point. Rob, try and come up with a team that could be uh, CT. What, what, what team could you come up with that could be CT, Kyle, and I mean, out of the other remaining cast members? Um, just however many people on that other team. Yeah, you can pick however many you want. It has to be a minimum of three people, though. I'm trying to think of who's good at puzzles outside of them. Amanda? Yeah, I think Amanda's going to slow them down, though. I, I think the thing is, I, mean, I think Amanda and Devin are the only other two who are decent at puzzles, and they would slow them down. I almost wonder if you just had Logan and Casey as a team. No, you have to have three, though. Team. You have to have three. I have three. Like Logan, Casey, Nelson. Nelson can just run. Why, so why do you think, between Logan and Casey, why do you think any of them are good at either of them? Yeah, I, I don't puzzles? think they're good at puzzles. I just don't think any of them are good at puzzles. Actually, I don't know. Maybe Logan's not bad at puzzles. because he, he, he was really good on his Survivor season, apparently, and we know Survivor involves puzzles. I can see. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's actually not bad. Because he won. The one with Gabo was a puzzle that he won. And it seemed like his issue there was more just stamina than the puzzle. 
And then he and Anissa won the puzzle on the first mission too. So I, maybe he's not bad. So that, yeah. that would probably be what I would, what I would go with. I think they would still lose, but I think they'd have a shot. I appreciate the fact that you're riding the Nelson thing all the way to the end, but I just see zero chance for him to win this final unless he joins CT's team. That's what I mean. He has to really be in a setup for, he has to be put in a position where it's really advantageous for him to win the final because he just has glaring flaws. Uh, so if he and Nelson, if he and CT ran the War of the Worlds one final, who wins? In that time frame, Nelson does because CT wouldn't. I'm thinking CT, even in CT shape now. I just think CT might run out of gas, man. That's a long final. I I, I don't know that you could. So you I think, think you could go either you way. Think, you think Nelson's in like better endurance than CT right now? Yeah. I don't know. In right now, I don't know. But don't the, know. the one like, thing Nelson's, Nelson's in shape, but that doesn't necessarily mean he has like good endurance. What's been the indication he doesn't have good endurance? Nothing, but like CT, we've seen that CT has good endurance. I mean, oh, the last only... season he was slowing down when he and, and, and uh, oh my gosh, Amber, Amber B were running. Like it wasn't like yeah, he was that is like because Amber B's just is that just because Amber B is exceptional when it comes to that though? Like I mean, could be. It could also be he was he's not like I mean, not, he's not bad. It clearly, I'm not saying he's it's bad. I'm just saying I don't know if it's Nelson. Nelson, I think has Nelson. We never seen any indication his endurance is like a problem at all. Have we seen any indication that it's exceptional? Yeah. When? Well, he would have well, won the would. invasion final if he could swim. Yeah. He, he ran circles around CT yeah, and he, running part of that final. Yeah, when CT was fat. Yeah, <laughs> we had fat CT, and fat CT uh, <laughs> beat him because Nelson couldn't swim. I just think with Nelson, I, his endurance, I do think is a significant. I think the War of the Worlds Swim Final is just such an outlier. I mean, it's literally over 15 miles long. Like, it's just so long. In the freaking desert heat, and they yeah. had to give the cast IVs. They were so dehydrated. after. They've never done that before. <laughs> Usually, I think like, if, it was, if it was a situation like that, Nelson could beat CT. If it's just like what these finals have kind of been the past, if it's like a total madness final, then like it's just DOA. It's a coin flip. <laughs> All right. Thank you, right. everyone. Uh, we plan to do our All Stars 2 episode 2 recap tomorrow morning. You'll be able to listen to it sometime tomorrow. If you want to be able to listen to the full version of that, you can go to patreon.com slash the challenge chronicles and subscribe for $4 per month. Thank you, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye.